The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. In partnership with SB Nation, I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Extremely tired. <laughs> <laughs> Straight off the bat, I am extremely tired. I literally got home yesterday, um, over 16 hours of travel, had the best two weeks I could ever ask for, um, seeing the Cowboys, seeing yourself, seeing everyone that I'm, I'm friends with across, across the pond. Man, I had a fantastic time. So, but sadly, I'm back home in Scotland. It's absolutely freezing right now. Uh, my butt is literally turning into ice. And <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just wish I was had this idea like I could go to Florida right now for this Jacksonville game now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be nice. Tell us um your favorite parts of your trip now that it's all over. Um, definitely that fourth quarter against the Colts. That was un- just unbelievable. Uh, 33 yeah. points unanswered. And yeah, and just just generally just meeting up with everybody, like mm-hmm. from people listening to the show. I've had a few people come up to me um, from, uh, says, oh, enjoy the podcast and stuff, et cetera, et cetera. And yeah, it's been it's been really good. Um, just catching up with a lot of old faces I've not seen since last year. Now you're going to catch up on sleep, it sounds like. Well, not not tonight because I'm I'm due to go out for a, a night out with my friends. It's like our <laughs> annual Christmas night out thing, so yeah, I'm going to struggle. That's for sure. So, but rest assured, Sunday I will be sleeping the majority of the day and wake up for the Cowboys game. I was going to say, as long as you're up for the Cowboys game, I think you're good. Well, yeah, my time zone's not adjusted just yet, so I'll I'll be I'll be pretty much rise and shine for that game. <laughs> Perfect. Well, this week we are facing the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Um, trying to seek our first win in Jacksonville. I know it sounds so weird when you it say does. that. Yeah, because like we've beaten Jacksonville obviously back in 2014, uh, back in England, um, where Des Bryant got the two touchdowns from Tony Romo. That was my first ever Cowboys game I ever attended. And since then, it's like, Whenever we play Jacksonville away from home, we've always seemed to struggle, which is kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, so the last time that we played them in their house was in 2006. So, you know, it'll be a 
interesting little homecoming for us. Uh, it been, I think is it, it been that long? Apparently, <laughs> I'm certainly must I know. Have <laughs> yeah, because the last time we played a home game against them was in London, as you stated. Yep. So, I mean, the other times have been in Dallas. No, actually, though, the, the last home game we did play against them was back in 2018. Uh, it was the, yeah, it was back in 2018. We had a home game. Um, it was the game where, um, oh, what was that right receiver called? Um, he used to play for us, then went to Jacksonville and got injured during that game. He got carted off. Oh, that's trying to really annoy me now. Um, I'll figure it out who it is, but it was back in 2018. We won. It was the week after the Texans game where we lost, where Jason Garrett did the whole fourth and one punt where we didn't choose to go forward with it. When we beat them 40 to 7? Uh, Jacksonville. I don't think it was in Jacksonville. No, no, no I'm saying it, it was a, a home game for us. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought you were saying their home. I was like, we haven't been no, there. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The last I, I, time we played I, them, yeah, for sure. Last time we yes. played them, we beat them 40 to 7. Yeah. Yeah, back in And we love that. So if we could re repeat that, that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remind us of the finer details because we, we need to repeat that performance, basically. Um, <clears throat> well, that's the problem right now. Seems to be yeah, no. our. Seems to be our consistency with the team right now. It just seems to be sure. going up, up, up and down right now. There's moments of pure brilliance, and there's moments of what are we doing here? So I think uh, Nick Eatman pointed this out this week. Um, do you hear that? What was it? That was Josie. <laughs> that was a whine. Like, Sorry. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Where, where was I going with that? He um, really distracted me. Oh, Nick yeah, even yeah. this week mentioned, you know, um, just a positive trend that we can hold on to this week. And that is um, that after bad games on our part, we turn around and pound the team into the ground. So, um, you know, that's a positive trend to look forward to. Maybe uh, it repeats itself this week. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, again, though, I think – Everyone across our channel this week has mentioned this is not your Jacksonville Jaguars of old. Uh, they are not bad. Yeah, it really depends who turns up. Really, yeah. like, the, 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 like there's some games this season where Jacksonville should be like getting completely destroyed, but they're the ones that have actually put on the heat in other teams. Like there should have been games that they should never deserve to have won, but they were the better team. Um, so. And everyone hates this term, trap game, etc. I'm being very cautious with this game. I'm like, I'm not taking Jacksonville with a pinch of salt compared to what we did against um, uh, Houston last week. There, like you would have thought against Houston, we would have been, yep, should have been stonewalled, very, very easy. Based on that, our performance last week going into this game, I'm taking every precaution right now to think, okay, we need to be on our best side here, like. You can slate Jacksonville as much as you want, but they do have some good players in that roster. That's a hundred percent true, and we'll we'll dig a little deeper into that. But first, we had some like funky stuff happen this week, so yeah. I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Um, Ty Hilton was signed to the Dallas Cowboys. Love it! I absolutely love it. It's a very very underrated um, 
acquisition to the Cow Cowboys. Um, he brings a lot of wealth of experience. He brings he's a four four time Pro Bowler. Um, he was primarily the the main weapon for all those years to like Andrew Luck, even Philip Rivers at one time before he retired at the Colts as well. And yeah, um, it's a good opportunity for T.Y. Wilton to kind of like finish off his career pretty much. Like, I think I don't know what the terms of his contract is, but but uh, but him bringing his experience to our already good wide receiver core that we've got already. It's just going to add more experience and add more traits and like learn from each other as well. So I'm more in favor with us 100%. Yeah. I mean, I really like it. Um, I think it's, I think everyone is so hung up on the fact that like, it feels like something you would do at the beginning of the season, you know, give a, that guy like a chance and, you know, see if it works out kind of like a James Washington signing, but you can't ignore the fact that this guy has had a good career. In his oh, absolutely. He, um, mentioned many times that he's like, um, stayed in football shape, which is really important. Um, and he's fast. He's a fast yeah. guy. Oh, he's a very fast guy, and his ability to actually secure the ball, his ball security, is second to none. Yeah, and especially right now, that's important. Um, <laughs> and you know, he's a he's a veteran. That's. That can't be undercut in any way. Um, he's just a smart ball player. So um, I think it's a good signing by them. I know like everyone was expecting the OBJ signing and then they weren't. And we'll get into that again. But um, so it's just like doesn't come off quite as quote unquote sexy as, you know, the OBJ signing would be. But I mean, he's a great player. So I'm yeah. happy to have him. Yeah, I, I'm I, like I said. Yeah, I agree with you, Meg. I, I'm fully happy the fact we've got Ty into the team. Um, I'm sure he can, he'll be able to kind of plug in and connect and uh, can contribute a lot uh, sooner than what OBJ would have done. But but like you mentioned, like said OBJ there. Like I was one of those people who would have been in favor of bringing OBJ in, but now I'm not so much now because obviously he had that interview with a podcast that he did talking about stuff. And it kind of changed my like. Did I miss that? Do you not? Did you not know this? Basically, no, he was talking about um, if him and Saquon hooked up again, it could have been something special and stuff like that. And I'm just like, mm. I mean, it's true. Yeah, maybe it's true, but it was just his persona again. It kind of it was. I thought I thought his him being the more mature side of things kind of was going to win me over, but no, he still has that bit of immaturity about him. I don't think that's immature, honestly. I think mm -hmm. it's just being honest. He's a free agent. Um, you play the field, you know. Yeah. You kind of just say what you got to say to get a deal done. He but, put on his. He put a tweet out with a chess piece on it. So it, well, if you don't the, think that they're both playing chess on both sides, but the main the main issue I had with him was what's the point? Me coming into a team during the regular season, there's no point. Yeah. I'm just like, yes, there is. There is points like like regular season is just as important. Like if you if you're like if you're planning to sign for a team that is on the verge of going into the playoffs, you will still want to go into that team and try and help them get secure into the playoffs. I think so the point is that he's not ready. Yeah, it's just the way how he worded that it. it made me sound like regular season means absolutely nothing to him. Honestly, I think I do think the point though is that. Like, he's not going to sit there and say, I'm not ready. 
um, because that doesn't bode well for him. Obviously, he didn't work out. I think it's apparent that he's not currently not ready. You're going to have to sign him to uh, rehab him. So I think that's, you know, if you're trying to sell the fact that, like, I can help you win a Super Bowl, why are we thinking about the regular season? How about you? How about you get to the playoffs? Speaking of, Hmm. how do we get to the playoffs? Because I think we're going to, we could clinch this weekend. Yeah, all we need to do is win, baby. We just need to win this game and we secure the spot. Yep, win, there are baby. A couple other scenarios, but that's the best course of action for yeah. sure. Like it would be nice to have the Eagles lose uh, to the to the Bears this weekend. That would be nice. That would actually help us have a smoking chance going into New Year's Eve and maybe take the top throne within the NFC beast. But we can't predict these things. We can only hope that the Bears do beat the Eagles. That gives us a better chance to actually maybe actually take the top spot. But um, but the way having so but like you said, all we all we need to do this weekend win this game and we're guaranteed playoff spot. But it helps us if what Detroit loses and it helps so Detroit loses and the Eagles lose, and I think there was one more game as well. I believe it's uh, the the commanders game. Yeah, the commander's game. So um, every one of those, if all those work, uh, work in our favor, then we pretty much secured the top spot uh, for the wild card. Yeah, I mean, it feels inevitable to us, I think. I think, But I need them to do it. So <laughs> that's that's the next uh, the next thing. Yeah, I think I think the weird scenario is how the other divisions are going to pan out with the like who's going to be the divisional leaders of those like going into the playoffs because the way how things stand will be up against the lowest um like record of those leaders of those divisions. So it could be San Francisco. It could be um, uh, it could be a toss up. Really, who it could be because everyone else. San Francisco is so weird to me. I know. It's, it's kind of nice that Kyle Shanahan has developed an offense that you can just give the keys to a guy that, you know, has skill, but like Purdy, are you kidding? To be fair, Purdy's actually looking not too bad of all. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So as of right now, we be up against Tom Brady uh for the NFC South. If, but if the lead was to finish right now, yeah. we'd, be up, we'd be up against Brady in the wild card. Here's the the little thing that we don't discuss that often. Um, while he hasn't done tremendously terrible things to us, as uh, Aaron Rodgers has, he's still a bit of a boogeyman for us. Yeah. But, well, he, well, we said that for the start of the Even season. if that team's not like fire flames the way it has been. Yeah, yeah. And even that division with the NFC South itself, like anyone can still take it. Like Falcons and Panthers are five and eight, where the Bucks are <laughs> six and seven. So again, it's a pure toss-up who could who we could play against in the Do next cover. Have they all played each other yet? I feel like they haven't. Um, I don't think so. I don't think they've all played each other yet. So I think there's. I think but that I think is going to be the Saints have played Tampa Bay twice. 
I should. I didn't know. We yes, were I, I think. I, I think. I think. I think you're right in that one. Yeah, the Saints are out pretty much. They're four. Well, because the Saints are like the kryptonite of uh, Tampa Bay, for whatever reason. They just like turn up to play, even though they're not having a great year. They're having an off year. They like turn up to play against them. So that's always an interesting matchup. But yeah, I mean, I would say it's all but locked up over there. Uh, the Falcons could sneak. They would. It would have to be a terrible downturn on uh tom and tampa bay's part but yeah 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 so, but not to, not to get ahead of ourselves but yeah, we do have a bit we course. have a do we have we do have a very important game against these jags so we uh, certainly do and that's one of those things too i think that we've discussed a lot this week is you know not looking ahead mm-hmm. um especially because we have the eagles right around the corner yeah um, and, and and that's pretty much the, the the super bowl before the super bowl right now right and, we'll, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I literally is going to be, well, so far the best team record-wise against yeah. one of the number two record-wise. I wouldn't say we're the, I wouldn't say the Eagles and ourselves are probably the best football team consistently, but yeah, it's still, it's going to be an absolute slobber knocker of a game. I think between the two of us, the best quote-unquote team we've played, although they played them early in the season, so this doesn't really apply. But, um, you know, the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. It's like the best team that both of us have played. Granted, we played them with a – they had a better record than, you know, when the <laughs> Vikings and the Eagles met. Still, the great equalizer meeting each other on the field. We'll find out then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we've got Tri- Mr. Trevor Lawrence this weekend. Yeah. We've got <laughs> Travis Etienne, Christian Turk. Um, so we've got yeah, ourselves you know talking about Christian Kirk. Yeah. So yeah, like before, yeah. So before we started recording, I made the big comments like, of all the free agents, has happened in the past maybe five years. Christian Kirk's already kind of justified his price tag. He's he's really stepped up. Like yeah, I feel like people kind of scoffed at that, you know, when it was made, but yeah. he fit in really well over there. He's, um, he, he's, fit, he's fitting in the system very, very well. He's communicating well with Trevor Lawrence. He's made some big plays. He's what eight hundred plus yards so far in the season. Um, let me just get his stats up just now. So, uh, eight hundred and seventy-four yards uh, with seven touchdowns, averaging thirteen yards per ter- per t- per game. No, average per reception. So thirteen yards per reception. That's that's remarkable considering how many targets he's been thrown to. Yeah. So yes, he's a threat, but he's the only guy in our team that's actually fumbled the ball, fumbled the ball this season. So, um, in terms in terms of the wide receivers, in terms of the rushing game, Travis Etienne and James Robinson, like they've been pretty decent as well. Again, they're they're having a little bit of suspect with, with fumbles and that as well. So that could be something for our defense to kind of look out for as well. Yeah, I mean they're gonna have a lot to uh to deal with this week i think the uh the thing that i was interested in is just like how to keep the defense off the field i think is going to be super helpful for us this week mm-hmm. um just you know they are just a little bit slimmer than you would hope um going into especially like dila is going to play but he's not he's injured we don't want to injure him more yeah um you know obviously Anthony Brown is out. So we are dealing with um, Kelvin Joseph as the cornerback. Um, that's pro- most likely to be targeted. 
Yeah, I mean, even uh, Houston tried to do that last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, tried to expose Kelvin. In fairness, he did all right. Yeah, but- I thought it was really interesting. I saw Hooker was coaching him up, like on the field, like they're gonna come for you right now. You got this. You got this. And he like mm-hmm. made a SWAT, and it was great. Um, so I feel like not only is he being coached up by Dan Quinn, um, by the cornerbacks coach, but also just like his teammates. So they seem to have a lot of faith in him. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's at least, you know, a positive to hang on to. I know people are still a little nervous about like how he'll play. Um, mm-hmm. But as long as he has that support, I feel like that's, you know, a really good sign. Uh, no, totally. 100%. Like, and as much positive, positive, I can't even say it. As much positivity <laughs> he can get, then fantastic. Because um, if that's one thing he kind of needs so far, he needs a lot of encouragement to kind of like get himself into the back of the swing of things. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, so talk to me about um, who's going to be throwing in that direction, aka Mr. Trevor Lawrence. So, in terms of their players, you're talking about. No, I mean like Trevor himself. Mm, well, because he hasn't thrown an interception since the beginning of November. Yeah, it's actually kind of crazy considering, like, because at the start, like, he was really hot and cold, and mm-hmm. he, he put out some stellar performances um, halfway through the season against teams that they should have never have beaten in the first place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's so far, he's what, 3,202 yards for the season, averaging 246.3 yards per game with 20 touchdowns, six interceptions, and he's been sacked 23 times. So that's kind of, that's, that's a statistic we need to kind of keep a number on. Yes, been sacked it quite is. a fair bit. Well, so I think the, the funny thing to me is, so he had, he came out hot. That team came out pretty spicy. Like they weren't winning every single game, but they were like, yep. you know, right in there. Then we, um, they go and play the Eagles. And I know I remember looking at that, like being like, oh, come on, Jags, you can pull through for us. Cause I was like, they're spicy. They could do it. Yep. Then what did he, four interceptions? Was it? I believe, I I believe it was four. If it wasn't four, it was three. So I'm going to throw my, my little comedy moment here, but I think the Eagles paid Trevor Lawrence off. (laughs) Sure. Um, they'd have to talk to Doug about that one. Um, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a joke, people. It's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, he he threw like four interceptions. I'm saying this with conviction. Um, but you know, ten touchdowns and zero interceptions since the start of November. That's a turnaround for him. They haven't won every single game, but he has not been a problem. No, it seems to be more of a mixture of like of a players kind of just not making up to the making those extra yards or something like that, like the like third and twos and stuff like that. So it's like, again, it kind of goes back to our main point. It's like, we cannot let Jacksonville, like, take them with a pinch of salt, thinking, oh, it'll be an easy game. It's not going to be an easy game, ladies and gentlemen. No. Be rest assured, this he, is going to be a tough game. He gets that ball out quickly. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't leave a lot to, you know, a lot of time for those guys to get back there and, you know, get them on the ground either. Um, yep. so <clears throat> I don't know this, it's, it's when you do have a guy that gets stuff out quickly, typically, you know, you're not hitting a long ball, but that's, that option is always there for him because his arm is super strong. Oh yeah. I know just that, like he's like, when it comes to the screen passes as well, he's been re- like, that's one thing that we're real like 
Dallas has really struggled in uh, so far this season. It's the stream passes and the run play option. It's always been our Achilles heel, and that was really exposed during the, the first Eagles game against like Jalen Hurts. And if that's one thing Jacksonville have really utilized quite well this year is throwing the screens and kind of uh, work around their offensive steam to kind of then throw the deep ball. That that they vary, they mix it up very very well offensively. I feel so it's going to be a good test for our defense to really like see what Trevor Lawrence is really made of. Um, but yeah, but it's gonna like I said, it's just gonna be one of it's gonna be a tough game. Yeah, it's it's definitely not one to look over. They also don't want to look over us either. If you think about this, like they are fighting for that division. They could, you know, knock the Titans out of there. They beat yep. them just recently. Um, they're very much in that race. So yeah, it- yeah, it's a big. Uh, it's still a big ask for them, though. Like the Titans right now, are seven and six. Jags are five and eight. Um, they would need uh, Titans to lose their two, like, like two two games. It's within the grasp, you know. Yeah, so it's there's still everything fight to fight to play for. They do yeah. things happen. It's like they're in the same stage as us. We need things to happen mm-hmm. for us to clinch the division, and the right. same goes for them. So, um, but yeah, it's um. Both teams will be up for it for sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited to watch, you know, the duel of Doug Peterson knowing our offense and knowing our team really, um, versus, you know, Dan Quinn. Yeah, that's gonna be a an absolute chess match for sure. Um yeah. <clears throat> That's the only way I can really describe it, really, in a more general way. Like, I know. Is, we'll, is, we'll, is, we'll pull an OBJ chess piece out here and just say, like, you know, we're playing chess, not checkers, you know, with these two guys. Um, I feel like Dan Quinn, I think we mentioned already, obviously, that Trevor Lawrence has not thrown an interception. You know, in the games that he he was, he gets thrown off his game just, like, completely. He freezes up. He second-guesses himself. Right now he's going in with that confidence, but if you can shake him up in some way, whether it's an interception or just like some sort of turnover, uh, that, that seems to, you know, rattle him a bit. Um, so I feel like while that's not, they, Dan Quinn is very much focused on this year. We're not always going for that big play. Those guys Mm -hmm. still do it. (laughs) Oh, totally. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, and on, on Doug's side, you know, um, He's going to want to slow down our defense, you know, just in any way that he can, you know. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. 
That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Uh, that's one thing that Doug Peterson really did very, very well was to work. He wore mm-hmm. us down, like yeah. especially when it comes to the Eagles defense back in the day. They wore down our offense really, like just like back when Peterson was still there, like how he utilized Brandon Graham and all those other guys there. Like it was a nightmare to play Philadelphia, but what he's doing right now at Jacksonville, he's he's applying that same method, and their defense are looking pretty good at moments. Their offense are looking pretty good, so he's getting that. He's getting he's getting the team on board, but it's just having those mixtures of results. But they are playing some really good football. He's a good coach, as annoying as it is to me, because he is a former Eagle, and Listen, they they, like, didn't, like, they totally didn't win a Super Bowl. Never happened. Not once. Never saw it. <laughs> yeah, fake um, news. Fake news. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, he's definitely not someone that you can ignore, and he knows us. Like mm-hmm. he's played us many a time. And while he might not be in Philadelphia, that uh, desire to beat Dallas still remains. To, to be he- fair, to be fair, that's all of our 31 NFL teams desires to beat us. Like they wish they were us. They wish they had <laughs> oh. the fan base like us. So, and this is why we keep saying on this show, this is not just America's team. It's the world's team. So you, you got to get used to it, folks. I know well, you haters funny. are, because oh, the haters will be listening to the show as well. It's a fact. <laughs> Why are you listening to the show? Because you know fine well it's true. <laughs> Let them know. I'm going to clip that out. Um, <laughs> I do have a bunch of Cowboys friends that are going to this game. So yes, it, we're going to yeah. be showing up. I know that I feel like Duval is kind of college Not in. I'm yeah. not saying anything about the team. I'm talking about the like the vibe because they get really hyped up. They yell Duval everywhere. Like they have a strip of bars or whatever. They get all hyped up. It in the stadium. It kind of gives SEC a little bit. Yeah. It's such a weird scenario because they're and this hey, is they not gotta a, have fun somehow, okay? <laughs> yeah, like and, and at the same time, they feel like this is not it's not really a proper like and this is no dig to Jacksonville and their fans. Oh, this like, is what you thought I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. It doesn't feel like it's a real team properly in the NFL because they distribute themselves quite a lot internationally. So they're like, yeah. they're kind of, they're just in the fringes of the NFL. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, you're right. But they're, I will say, they're. It's kind of like their fans are just so loyal, um, because they're like, it's kind of like the Bengals fans that like stuck around and you know the Browns and the, and the Browns, yeah, all the time. Like, it's like the they're the very loyal. Yeah, I like we bought that. in. They break our hearts every year. Lions fans. We bought in. They break our heart every year. We're not going anywhere. We're Jags fans. Like they're exactly like that too. Um. So, the the and the funny thing is, with Doug and Trevor at the helm, like they have a pretty decent shot at like really developing themselves as a like opponent yeah. and like a place to go. So, I mean, when I say college, I'm not talking about the team. I promise. Um, it's just like the environment is like um, hype. So it'll be a little bit of a, a Dallas travel crew, which always shows up uh, versus, you know, the Jags hype team. So It'll be fun. I think it's going to be a good atmosphere. Oh uh, yeah, I, t- I totally agree. Like, 
I'm, I'm plus like uh, as far as I checked just now, the lowest price for tickets right now were like 150 bucks, and the, any games after that they're going for like 50 bucks. So it just shows <laughs> you again, just shows you when the Cowboys in town, everything goes up. I know it's which is a problem if you're a traveling Cowboys fan. Um, but yeah, you know. yeah, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I've paid a pretty penny for tickets before, <clears throat> but it's okay. Um, gosh, when I went to see the Panthers in at Bank of America, whoo! Of course, I was not trying to sit in the nosebleed, so that's my own fault. Um, uh-huh. I digress. Let's talk about um the Jaguars' defense against this O line. Obviously, the O line is a big talk, um, big talk of discussion, topic of discussion. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, you know, with Tyron Smith coming back, we have Terrence Steele out. Um, unfortunately, um, so a if there's a lot of rotating us. going on. Break down the scenarios for us, Mr. O-Line. Uh, yes, so our good friend David Howman just gave up, uh, made a tweet earlier um, of a possible uh, scenarios of how our offensive line could line up. So we've got Tyron on the left. We're going from left to right, correct? Yeah, just start going, oh, we're going from left to right. So okay. Tyron Smith, Tyler Smith, Tyler Biarish, Sack Martin, Josh Ball. That to me is probably the worst case scenario because of the right hand side. I do not want Josh Ball in our lineup at all. No dis, no disres- no no um, disrespect at all. When you've got players like Jason Peters there, use them. So, but other scenarios we've got Tyron, Tyler, Tyler, Zach, and Jason Peters. Then it kind of goes back to the more the con- continuity side, especially on the left hand side. We've got Tyler Smith, then Connor, uh, Connor McGovern. I was about to say Connor Williams there. Ugh. Um, Tyler Biadish, Zach Martin, then Tyron Smith on the right. Then there's Jason Peters, then Tyler Smith at guard, Tyler Biadish, Zach Martin, then Tyron Smith on the right. And finally, then you've got Tyron Smith on the left, Connor Williams. Sorry, Connor Williams, my God. Uh, <laughs> Connor McGovern, oh my God. <laughs> it's just the way i'm reading this right now it's just all no, first names. oh my goodness i do apologize folks <laughs> the, um, Con- so, not here yes okay. so yeah so tyron smith Connor mcgovern tyler biadish site martin and tyler smith on the right which i don't like at all because he's never played on the right hand side yeah and i think we talked about this you know at the beginning of the year before it was really established where he was going to be um, the fact that they could flex him maybe out there, they could do stuff like that. Cause he's like, he was what they were calling, what were they calling him? He was like raw material, really mm-hmm. like yeah. raw talent. Um, and he could just kind of figure it out wherever he's kind of been established at this point a little bit. Yes. Yeah, so, so this is my, this is my main problem when you try and utilize offensive linemen as drop and play. They don't. They're not going to be as dominant in that position. Like the only like, take for example, Zach Martin. He does not want to be playing anywhere else but right guard. Like he's 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 said it on numerous occasions. I'll do it if I need to, but if there's someone else who can play the position, I am playing back my natural position. Just that means I can give you one hundred percent effort rather than twenty five percent because I'm having a, a kind of like your mental game. You're having to reconfigure your. Um, okay, what is what's my blocking scheme? Uh, am I uh, doing a pull, running upfield to make a block into the midfield? Like 
there's that, that you're having to relearn yourself if you move, especially if you've gone from left to right. It's just right. a complete difference. It with, yeah, to... it, it messes with your head. It really mm-hmm. does. And people think like people have this conception. It's like, oh, offensive linemen should play every position on the line. It's like, in theory, yes, you should. But why would you want your best right guard playing left tackle or want your best left tackle playing on the right-hand side? Like, it makes, it kind of throws, like, it throws a span on the works because you're not going to get the full best ability if they're playing outside their natural position. No, that's 100% right. Um, it'll, it'll be really interesting. I feel like the most likely scenario is um, Jason Peters and Josh Ball rotating on the right. Yeah, for me, I find I'll probably be the the main one to look out for. I mean, yeah. um, I mean, RJ, our our leader in chief, he made the tweet <laughs> out about um his p- potential um offensive line um f- for this Sunday. So okay. he's went with he's went with Tyler Smith, Connor McGovern, Tyler Biadish, Zach Martin, and Tyron Smith on the right. So, I mean, we, we that, have that seen... has been talked about quite a bit yeah. this week. So, yeah, I, I mean, mean I... where there's smoke, there's fire. I mean, I, I'm in favor of it. I mean, I, I, I would like to see Tyron on the field, but how he's played that right tackle, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's still going to, it's, it's, it's just a question mark for me right now. It's, it's, I'm just kind of shrugging my shoulders and just kind of like hope for the best, if that makes sense. Right. It's going to be one of those, we'll see what they end up doing. Yeah. <laughs> um, we can give you most likelies. We can give you this, the set the stage for you, but uh Really, what it's going to come down to but, is uh, Sunday. So, yeah, because that possible lineup is probably the closest we can still keep a hold of what that con- continuity that we've had. Still keep that, keep it, keep the boat flowing. Because if he yeah. starts shifting Tyler to the right or drop um, McGovern, because McGovern's been pretty good in the past five games. Like when you really break it down, like don't get me wrong, that we're still subject to the the penalties, the holding calls, the false starts. Mm-hmm. Yes, but in terms of our execution, that we have gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. but maybe not so much that Houston game, but but overall this season, the offensive line are night and day better than we were last year, night and day. So it's true, um, and yeah, and. Like I said, like the only like position is right tackle right now. The rest of it, you at least you still have that communication barrier within the con- like having that continuity within the line. So, but with Tyron there at right tackle, like we just kind of mentioned, we just need to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, so looking at the Jags defense, you know, which is who they're kind of defending up against. Uh, there's a lot of good players in that Jacksonville defense, and some of the players that I would I wish that we drafted, like, for example, Chad Mimoff, um, the linebacker, he is phenomenal, absolutely yeah. phenomenal player. But so, so far, like, he's only got, like, one and a half sacks this year, but he's just been all over the place with 18 solo tackles, 16 assists, 34 total tackles, uh, two tackles for loss. But their main guy in terms of their defensive line is Dwan Smoot. He's got a total of five sacks this year. Then there's Josh Allen with four he's sacks. Six at this point, but yeah. Um, oh, you got six? Um, yeah, he's got just... six now. Ah, um, okay. But yeah, you're completely right. Those two are the ones that you want to watch. Um, and also just like of note, they are the, they have the fifth least amount of sacks in the NFL. 
Yep. So it's enough things just to kind of watch out for because yeah. uh, I mean they've got a half decent O line as well. Um, very underrated. Um, I would say, but I think again, I think just kind of goes like when you look at how Jacksonville have actually played, like they were closely knitted with the Eagles. They beat Baltimore last minute. And there's been games where they should have won, but they didn't. But there's games that they should have lost, but they won. So it's like they just can they can make stuff happen as a whole team. So we just need to kind of be, be careful of that. No, you're definitely right. Um, I think the a good thing is that um Trayvon Walker is questionable. Yeah, and he, he and he's yeah, he was uh, he was the guy from Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Phenomenal yeah. player. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at the rest of the players they've got in this like they've got Devon Hamilton defensive tackle. That guy's massive. Really good D tackle, really good run stopper. So when it comes to our rushing game, that's a guy you need to watch out for between your A gap and B gaps is him. Mm-hmm. Um they've also got a oh, this is gonna be an absolute pain in the butt to uh, pronounce his name Foisaide Alokun I think that's how you pronounce it he's he's got 102 solo tackles this year 102 as a as a linebacker in that's 13 bad. games it's mental but, the, but I bet he uh, does a jersey swap with Micah after the game oh insane <laughs> but He's only got he's only got one sack to his credit, but a lot of his tackles are being like in the middle of the field, stopping around and in coverage. So it's a guy to look out for because he is all over the place. Mm-hmm. Like, like so if that's one guy Dak needs to kind of watch out when he's actually targeting someone in the middle of the field, is watch out where Alokin is. Like, and I do apologize if I do not pronounce his name correctly. So You're again, okay. <laughs> don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I mean. I think it'll de- definitely be interesting. I still think, okay, so there's a lot going on, you know, on the uh, offensive side for us, you know, that could be exciting. This is going to be Ezekiel Elliott's 100th game. Oh, sorry, can you say that again, Sonia? It's Ezekiel Elliott's 100th career game. Oh, interesting. Maybe not. <laughs> Yeah, sorry. I, I think no, not you. I've, it's Abby uh, was coughing in the corner. Oh, no, um, I had my na- I had my neighbors shouting out outside there, so I had to repeat the question. There. Are they ready yeah. to rage? Um, I, they're excited about Ezekiel Elliott's hundredth career game. Woo-hoo! I can't believe it's been. A, I can't believe it's a hundred games now. My goodness. Yeah. Um. He's the ninth running back in franchise history to play at least hundred games for the Cowboys. Wow. Yeah. Definitely right amongst the up there with the greats. And also, C.D. Lamb needs 39 receiving yards to reach 1,000 receiving yards on this season. Oh, that'll be back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons then. There we go. (laughs) And and again, this is kind of like everyone, especially us, like, here's a question for you, Meg. Mm-hmm. Do you think do you think CD Lamb's now playing like a wide receiver number one recently? Lately he has been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Just, okay. Like... Can we just talk about his awareness of like his toe placements and just the <laughs> way that he's reaching for the ball? I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. It's so delicious just to what that play. Oh. 
Oh, I, I love the word placement there. Delicious. That was that. Yes. Yes. That is the, the pure <laughs> defilement of what CD Lamb's been doing the past couple of weeks. Like his ability of catching the ball, like no look, catching over his head. Yes. Uh, toe tapping in. Confident. Oh, it's. I don't know if it's because of the whole OBJ rumors just set a fire under his butt. I don't know. But whatever it happened, like four weeks in a row. It's re- he's really solidified himself and said, okay, this is the guy that was supposed to be wide receiver number one. Now he's finally shown up. And if he can keep doing that going I forward, mean, great. Something that like I hadn't I've been noticing that he's been doing well lately. It's just you kind of have to remind yourself, oh my gosh, like Dak hasn't been here all season. So getting yeah. into the groove with Dak back at the helm, I think that's like been really huge for him and obviously Dak has Dak has feel, been feeling a little too comfy um getting aggressive and making those throws but um just to know that like him and CD are you know back in sync and like he can trust him and like they're doing well together I think that's been so exciting yeah I mean I think with no Dak being back into the fold now we're actually seeing the confidence from CD Lamb really sparkle out a lot more as well so yeah. And Michael um, Gallup to be yeah, oh, oh Michael Gallup, oh my gracious! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they've gotten back. They've gotten back together for sure. And don't yeah. forget our, our don't forget our tight end core. But and that being said, yeah. Uh, yeah. So if anyone's not fully aware, um, my guy, a uh, Fergie, yeah, Fergie for Jake Ferguson is going to be out this game, which is a, a bummer. Uh, it is a it is a big bummer. Um, but the thing. The thing that I love about this tight end core is that all three of them are good. Mm-hmm. They are all sizable opponents to anybody that they're matched up against. They are all like Dalton, especially, but you know, even Peyton Hendershot is like getting into the like rotation with Dak where he's comfortable over there. Um, I, 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 let's not forget Sean McCune has had a couple of rotations in yeah, there as well. So that's true. Um, I mean, I think and he's, he's uh, very comfortable in this system too. So like he's been around. Um, the yep. fun part is that I, I have all these fun, like, this could happen this week. Um, but uh. Dalton Schultz needs five catches to reach 200 career receptions. Oh. And he would become the third fastest Cowboys tight end to reach 200 receptions. Trailing so Jason got... Witten. So who was the other one than Jason Witten? It's Jason Witten's the fastest. Um, but... He um he reached that in fifty one games. Dalton Schultz reached it in seventy two. Ah, because I was just wondering who number two would have been. So my guess would have been maybe Jay Novacek, possibly. Jay Novacek was fifty two games. Yeah, that's my guy. I got to meet him. One of my all time <laughs> favorite heroes. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they they have an opportunity to not only clinch the playoffs. They have an opportunity to like. There's a big stuff going on for each of these guys on this team. Um. <clears throat> So there's a lot to play for here, you know, other than a win. Yeah. We, we I, I won, desperately. I, I think we need to just go into this game no matter what and just think by any means, just get the win. Mm-hmm. I don't care I don't care how pretty it is or how dominant. As long as we score more points than Jacksonville, that's all that matters. Like Yeah. I, I, personally, I think it's gonna be a dirty dog game. I really do. Like I think it's gonna be one of those games is just going to be really brutal within the trenches. A lot of people have been predicting, you know, a higher scoring game on both ends. Really? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to lower scoring in this one. 
see, you're typically more right. But like, I, I've been listening to the gambit through, throughout the week. Um, now that I'm out of the Bermuda Triangle, aka not in Mexico. Um, and I've listened to a bunch of shows and everyone's just like, oh, it's going to be, you think it might be high scoring. And I'm like, if that's the case, you really have an opportunity here to establish that, that run game. If you can keep the tempo, if you control that tempo through the game, like you win it and you have two running backs that can easily help you do that. Given the chance. Yeah. I mean, I'm just kind of thinking more towards like we estimated what well, we projected that we were going to have a high scoring game against the Texans and look what happened. <laughs> well, not yeah, we... but they were playing their Super Bowl. It's not fair. I know, but even still, nearly every team that play against us is their Super Bowl. Let's be honest. <laughs> True. Um, um, but yeah, yeah for... there's the potential there. I just think, you know, because Trevor, you know, is quick handed, he has a good arm. Um, he, is going to be able to make that it's whether we can clinch up on him and, you know, stop him and whether we can, you know, stay on the field long enough to make our defense, you know, play to the best of their ability. Yeah. I mean, as of right now on ESPN, um, they have the Dallas Cowboys to win this game by 76%. They're the 76% odds favorite to win this game. I mean, rightly so we do have the better team, but Again, I'm just like, it's Doug Peterson. It's against Dan Quinn. I I think it's just going to be a human chess match. We both, you and I, a little bit have like, I'm I'm more so than you. So this is kind of freaking me out. I always have like scared Cowboys brain where I'm like, oh, all these things could go wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Of of all the games this season, I thought like when early on this season, I generally thought, yeah, Jacksonville could be one of those games we could easily push over. Right. I mean, it can be, it could, it could be a pushover game where we actually do dominate. But yeah, I'm just, I'm being very cautious about this one. Like, I'm, I'm. This is probably the most cautious I've been since Tampa Bay. Pretty much. I think it's okay to feel a little cautious about this one, just considering, you know, a head coach that knows you so well. They have a good quarterback. They have, do they have the tools? Mm, and can yep. do we with? The um, limited, now that we're, you know, more limited than we were before, you know, with injury, like, are we going to be able to still play to the level that we, that we should be? Um, I think when you put it like that, I think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's every reason to like, for us to be concerned with our little scared Cowboys brains, but you know, the delusional Cowboys fan in me says, let's go to the playoffs. Come on now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I'm kind of like I'm balancing myself being that uh, um, delusional and, re- <laughs> and and cautious. So I think I'm it's bringing, funny I'm, that I'm br- after this week or two weeks that you, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my mindset is one from like the delusional side to the left, the uh, cautious side to the right. It's merging into the more realistic prediction. <laughs> oh, there we go. See, now I trust your prediction even more. Yeah, um, so give me your bold prediction for this week. My bold prediction in terms of player. Okay. Yeah. This week I am going to do Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go a Malik Davis touchdown. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Stunning. I'm, yeah. I like yeah, that. Cuz he had a really hot hand against that Texans game. Yeah. Um 
Oh, sorry, the sorry Indianapolis game, yeah. like like coming in that fourth quarter looked great. Um, I think it could be one of those games where he might just step in with like a third down or something, and he might just take it to the house. Yeah, and they'll be like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah, it's like who is this guy? We've Who's been looking at Tony and Zeke all week. Who's this guy? It's like it's like why do why do we see? <laughs> or it might start that whole conversation again. <laughs> um. Okay, mine is Duran Zesty Bland gets a. Interception. Ooh, I and throws, love it. And throws Trevor off his game. Okay, so you went offense. Uh, so you, I went offense. You went defense. Okay, I like it. So both of these, both of these things should happen in the most ideal scenario. Um, is, they pray to pray to the guys. That's what will happen. Now. <laughs> Please. Um, okay. What is your score prediction? Ah, okay. I am going to go Cowboys 24, Jacksonville 13. I like that. It's a win. It's still a win. But I think it's going to be just a consistent battle within the trenches. Stopping the run. You're going to see a lot of hits in the midfield. So I, I there will be some... I, there's going to be some picks in the game for sure. After a... Um, Wherever maybe that maybe trail we don't know. Jack. He needs to calm down. Yeah, he needs to calm down. Stop throwing into double coverage, even triple coverage. He needs to like do less is more. Yes, so, simplicity works best. Less is telling more. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, I'm too on this like points train right now. That I had it thirty-seven twenty-eight. Also. Uh, so you find a little bit more higher in the points scoring scenario. I, I, right? For whatever reason, scared Cowboys brain talking. Um, I feel like the Jags are going to come out hot and we're going to have to catch up. And when we do that, um, we end up up near 40. So that just felt right. <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair play. I mean, I'll, I'll take more points for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and the 28 is going to be the scary part. Um, mm. All right, so you have our bold predictions. You have our score predictions. We'll see what happens on Sunday. Um, Paul, tell everyone where they can follow you so they can talk Cowboys with you. Yeah, guys, you can follow me on Twitter at IMPStew and also on Instagram, IMPStew also. And I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter. And we are looking forward to talking with you Sunday. Um, if you need to hear more things about the Cowboys, we have you covered. You need to uh, rate, review, subscribe to Every the day. Cowboys Network. 24-7. Tell Paul how pretty he is. Um, <laughs> leave us five stars. Um, you can follow the Blog and the Boys Network um, wherever you listen to podcasts. We got something for you every single day. Um, also, check out bloggingboys.com. Every They have everything that you could be questioning in your brain on the screen for you to learn about. So be sure you check all that out. And um, until next week, go Cowboys. Let's go. Woo.